Well, I, I run an organization that's full of people that are way smarter than me, and so I really have to work to keep up with them. The nonfiction, it, it lights up parts of your brain, and you have ideas that have nothing to do with what you're reading about, but you wouldn't have had that idea if you were playing solitaire on your iPad. Welcome to The Ziggler Show, where we inspire your true performance. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. Today, we get into the personal life of Dave Ramsey. What are the daily personal habits of America's most trusted resource on money? Some interesting things you'll hear. He and his wife, Sharon, get up at 4.45 a.m. every morning together to talk, pray, and go over plans for the day. She then works out at the gym while he uses his home gym and some local running trails. He still spends time budgeting, though it's admittedly looking at bigger expenses and not necessarily the grocery budget. He mentors a group of local young pastors, and he believes that recreating is recreating and devotes times to joys such as barefoot skiing at his lake house. It was a fun journey with Dave over the seven spokes of the Ziggler Wheel of Life. Hey, if you're a Ziggler fan, you undoubtedly know of one of his top two all-time books and messages, Secrets of Closing the Sale. In our interview with Seth Godin, he said that he played that tape back then, the cassette tapes, over something like 70 times as it inspired his business and life success to such a great extent. Well, recent podcast guest, Kevin Harrington of the original Shark Tank group, uh, he's also the inventor of the infomercial, literally. Well, he calls Zig Ziglar the master of sales. In fact, Kevin Harrington gives Zig much of the credit for his amazing and sustained sales success. In his career, Kevin has sold more than $5 billion, yeah, that's $5 billion with a B, in products. Now, for the first time ever, Kevin Harrington is sharing the exact process he learned from Zig Ziglar in a free video series called Secrets of Sales Success. Folks, I was just in Nashville with 90 VIP influencers to celebrate this. It's a big deal. This series features lessons from Kevin Harrington's 40-plus years in sales, plus the timeless wisdom of Zig Ziglar that helped him get there. All of you Ziggler fans will be excited to hear that it also includes in this free video series some literally, no no lie, recently discovered and never before seen footage of Zig Ziglar at his best. If you have an idea, product, or service, you need a proven process to sell it. And Kevin Harrington and Zig Ziglar are here to share how you can do it with great success today. Just go to ZigSecrets.com. Dot com to reserve your spot for this free one-of-a-kind video training. Again, it's zigsecrets.com. Well, now we'll dive in with Dave Ramsey and his personal habits for success. Okay, so looking at Zig's wheel of life, Dave, the seven spokes there, just want to get a little behind-the-scenes look at you and your day and what you do in each of these areas to keep yourself well and whole. Starting off, number one is the physical side of Dave Ramsey. What are your habits there? Well, they're better because it's uh, just after the new year. Of course, of course. <laughs> so, Aren't we all? I'm working out uh, you know, and, and running and stuff 30 minutes, 45 minutes a day. Uh, Sharon and I get up about 4.45, and we start our day with a cup of coffee, talking and praying and looking at calendars and budgets and what are we going to be doing, just kind of laying things out. And so that that's kind of our spiritual and our family time to start our day off. And then 
she heads off to the gym. I, can, I mean, off to the Y. I can't go over there. People drive me crazy. But I just go downstairs into my house and work out, or I go to the running trail and run and take my dog with me. And so that's how we end up starting our days on, on, on a couple of those fronts. So on the family front, now you just talked about starting off the day with sharing at 445. That's tremendous. What are some of the habits for keeping your family and tight relationships strong? Well, we, we, I think we're old because we get up at 445, but that also means we go to bed early. That's right. Uh, that's dadgum early to get up if you're going to stay up till 11 o'clock, you know? So uh, I need my sleep, my beauty rest. So we're going to bed early. But as far as Sharon and I go, uh, we're empty nesters and we're, we're grandma and grandpa now. And so uh, Papa Dave and Mimi. And so uh, a lot of our family stuff is tied towards uh, getting time with the grandkids, FaceTime with the grandkids. As far as just Sharon and I, we do a really good job and have for many years of getting about three, three day trips uh, stuck in my busy schedule. That's just me and her. Mm. We'll just jump on a plane and go down to Florida or jump on a plane and run over to California or Canada or something just for a couple of days. Nothing big, nothing over the top, nothing crazy, but just break the cycle of the crazy busy schedule. And it's just the two of us. If we do that about three times a year, that keeps our, our marriage battery pretty charged. Uh, well, thank you. And uh, th- I'll thank you again for the premarital counseling class that you led that I got to benefit from. I remember it many, many ways today. Thank you. Uh, so the mental side of Dave, keeping yourself mentally sharp and keeping that edge good. What do you do there daily? Well, I, I run an organization that's full of people that are way smarter than me. And so I really have to work to keep up with them. Uh, the technology stuff that we do here, I've learned words and phrases in the last 12 months that I didn't even know existed. Um, and, and it's just to be able to understand enough of what, before we get ready to spend six figures on some kind of an item or a process or seven figures on some kind of a digital product rollout, I, as a CEO, I mean, I kind of got to know a little bit about it. I don't have to be the guy that writes the code. But uh, and that'll never happen. But just to be able to sit in these meetings and not be the dumbest person in the room is a full time job. So these guys around here keep me on my toes, keep me reading. They'll shoot articles at me, trying to get me to understand what it is they're saying and start to learn the vernacular of their world and that kind of stuff. And so, of course, that and, and then just you got to read nonfiction books. I, I consume uh, 10 to 20 nonfiction books a year. And probably twenty fiction books because they make airplanes fly faster. But, sure. um, but the uh, the nonfiction it it lights up parts of your brain and you have ideas that have nothing to do with what you're reading about. But you wouldn't have had that idea if you were playing solitaire on your iPad, which I've been known to do too. Got it. Well, the next spoke here, Dave, is financial uh, spoke. You know a lot about, but on this, I'm really curious. You mentioned getting up with Sharon, talking together, and looking at a budget and calendar and such. So the fact that you look at a budget today is still true. Oh, definitely, definitely. But and, and the other stuff that's true is we don't do any large anything uh, without sharing ha- Sharon having knowledge of it, and she doesn't work here at the office. And so, uh, inside the business. So if we're going to do some kind of a major deal, I, I walk her through that because I want her insight on that. And, and, you know, we have a family foundation that our oldest daughter, Denise runs. And so before we do any large giving, mm. Sharon and I, or we, we set a budget for that every year that our board puts together. But then if we're going to adjust that at all mid year, or if there's something that comes up and we want to consider adding it, uh, we don't write any large checks. Um, 
Denise running that doesn't write any large checks without checking with Sharon and me. So that's kind of our budget ends up rolling into the business, rolling into our philanthropy, rolling into other stuff is more than just, you know, do we have enough to buy potato chips? We'll dive back in with Dave after I give you a couple great services and offers. Well, so on the spiritual side, and I imagine as a guy who I've known you to be a very spiritually focused guy all your life, we met in church, uh, but what is, is there anything new, anything changed, anything that you has added some, some, a new paradigm, new zest to your spiritual walk? I have really enjoyed and been fed by uh, mentoring a group of pastors in our area here. We've got a some of the leading pastors in the area, probably, I guess there's about eight of them, uh, that me and a couple of other guys are in a, we just put together a group and there's no formal anything. We just gather and sit and talk. And those guys, a lot of them don't have any place to do that. They're running a, a fairly good sized church. And, um, but, uh, I, I learn from them. Uh, they feed me spiritually a lot in that process. And, uh, but, but it's also been very rewarding to just give them a, uh, an outlet to, to be mentored by, um, I think I'm older than all of them, but maybe one, um, by a little bit of an older guy. And so, uh, but these are guys that are, you know, they're, they're moving stuff around in ministry. They're having an impact on the community and they're running into all the things that happen when you do that, all the leadership challenges and the public facing challenges and all that other stuff. And so just giving them a place has, uh, been rewarding, but also I, I've learned a lot from them. Well, on the aspect of career, the next spoke and keeping yourself sharp there, it feels like to some extent you hit on that before by saying you have so many people around you that have so much expertise that you don't have that that's what keeps you uh, sharp mentally. Is that also what keeps you at the top of your game career-wise, career-wise right now? Yeah, I think my career right now is just trying to hold on to the tail of this tiger mm-hmm. and not let it get away from me. It's a... a it's, it's, I spent a lot of my time just trying to keep a grip. Um, but then the other portion of it is to try to look far enough into the future, 10 years and say, okay, who's going to be running that in 10 years? Well, you know, when I'm not running things, what can I still be doing and not be in the way and not be, uh, just walk in the room and tilt the room by my presence, uh, uh, because of the history of me running everything. And so how am I going to be able to pull that off? And, and so that comes back to things that you and I have talked a lot, a lot about Kevin over the years, and that's just legacy and uh, succession planning and those kinds of things. So I just spend a, an immense amount of energy looking out there and looking out into the future, five years, 10 years, 20 years and saying, okay, what should be Lord, what do you want me to do there? What's my part in this? Cause it doesn't, if it's all about me still then, this thing's not going to work. Well, hey, we got one minute left and we got one spoke left and it's personal with all the filling of yourself so you can pour into others and all these spokes we talk about. What do you do these days that's just for Dave's, for fun, a hobby, something along those lines? You know, I think uh, the word recreate does mean recreate. And so not only do you need to have spiritual Sabbath, you need to have just physical Sabbath where you just get away from other people. And so in the summertime, um, you know, we're at the lake house and uh, skiing our tails off and, uh, my son and I still barefoot together. So I'm still barefoot and at 57 years old. And so I love the water. I love the lake and that kind of thing and go down there and just fall and you're sore and it hurts and it's awesome. And so just engage in something, but you know, it may be snow skiing in the winter. It might be, 
um, you know, might be heading down the south somewhere and scuba diving with my family. And the good news is I enjoy running around with my family and they enjoy running around with me and we get yeah. to do some cool stuff together. So, uh, but recreate in order to recreate. Uh, thank you. And I, I appreciate that lake house. And we still have a picture of you teaching my oldest daughter, Autumn, how to ski. So thank you again. Oh, yeah. That's a, a good legacy here. Dave, thanks for being with us. Thanks for getting us, uh, giving us a little behind the scenes look at you and inspiring us in our own habits. Thank you so much, Dave. Awesome. Thanks, guys. I'm right. um, good to talk to you, brother Kevin. Tell Terry, hey. I will. Thank you so much. Sharon, too. Y'all be good. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, friends, no doubt that was interesting to hear and hopefully gave you some ideas for your own healthy habits for success. Of course, you can connect with all Dave has to offer you for your financial peace at DaveRamsey.com. Well, coming up in show 533, we bring you a very, very special show. It's a new insert, actually, and I'll tell you about it right after we thank a great sponsor of today's show. Well, our special insert show for 533 is about community and how we all vitally need it for our lives. We talk with Howard Partridge on his new book, The Power of Community, how phenomenal leaders inspire their teams, wow their customers, and make bigger profits. I just spent time in Nashville, Tennessee with Howard. Got a copy right from Howard's hand. It's a really timely, timely book. We are suffering as a culture by being uber-connected digitally, but under-connected personally with real relationships. It's hurting our our personal lives, but it's really hurting our work lives and progress and success as well. The book comes out January 25th, 2018, but you can pre-order it now at Howard Partridge, P-A-R-T-R-I-D-G-E.com slash community. Uh, But tune in to show 533 and we'll walk through the book with you and the message with you. Till then, Folks, thank you for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.